Amen. First John chapter 4, verse 18, the King James, I'm going to read in a few translations, or at least a couple. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. This is talking about agape. This is not natural human love. This is God's love. This is what God is. God is love. He said it just a few verses down. God is love. So there is no fear in love. Hallelujah. You believe in with me. You have a part. You have a role. A role. A role. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. Amplified. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. Oh, hallelujah. Dread does not exist. Dread does not exist. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. He said, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. Hallelujah. Boy, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Spirit of fear does not come from God. He's given you a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of a sound mind. I do not have a spirit of fear. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. Another translation says judgment. What are they going to think of me if I do that? Who cares what they think of you if you're acting based on the Word of God and the Spirit of God? We should please God, not men. Who are you trying to please? Want everybody to think you're the most spiritual person in the room, the most wise person in the room. No, I want everybody to think that Jesus Christ is the most spiritual. Jesus Christ is the most wise. Jesus Christ is the good one. Just throw off all that crap. Sorry, Minnesota spirit got to hold me. Okay. Hey, we're talking about walking in love, so if you write a note or say something, just do it in love. All right. There is not much worse. If you talk about a way to live or a way of life, if you think about a way, your way of life, how you're living, what is your 
practice? What is your practice of life? I was going to say purpose, but if you're a Christian, you know what your purpose should be. And you know in your heart what your purpose is. But many times we're not fulfilling our purpose. So if I say, what is your purpose? You're going to get all spiritual and that's good in one sense. But you're also going to see yourself. You know, the, the reason you can see my faults is because they're not your faults. You, you see other people's a lot more clearly than you see yourself, your, your own. So, so like, you know, if you talk about walking in love, you know, you kind of give people the benefit of the doubt. So how you treat yourself all the time, you put the best possible construction on all of your actions. Well, that's not what you're supposed to do with other people. That's why, that's why uh, Peter, I believe it was, said that so ought husbands to love their wives. No, that's Ephesians. That's Paul. So as they love them, what? Themselves. Well, you could think of that, you know. If you go to the gym, you see a lot of people that love their bodies. Looking in the mirror. But so ought men to love their wives as they love themselves. So you're going to get an argument. Oh, let's not call it an argument because you're going to say, I never have arguments. You're going to have an experience, an interaction. There we go. Everybody can accept that, right? You interact with someone. happens to be someone you're married to. And you just know that their actions were from a wrong motive. But your actions, your actions, you know your heart. I mean, I, I am loving you. Well, that's not the love of God. Just like you give yourself the benefit of the doubt, you give the other person the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I misheard. Maybe I misunderstood. Or maybe they're just under so much pressure. This is a manifestation of the level of pressure that they're underneath. So instead of, when that happens, hardening yourself and getting defensive, how about walk in love? Perfect love casts out all fear. Fear brings with it the thought of punishment or judgment. So he who is afraid has, so your fear shows up in different areas. So what I was saying before is like, you want to judge yourself after the purpose of God, but I'm talking about the practice of your life. That's why I use the word practice lifestyle practice like what what consistently occurs in your life what's the consistent practice of our life not what do we dream it to be what do we hope it to be what is it 
Because I, I like hopes and dreams, but uh, I, I like actual reality even better than hopes and dreams. One of those translations said that, uh, of Hebrews 11.1 1 said that faith turns hopes and dreams into reality. Faith turns hopes. Well, when you're believing, you've got it. You have received it. In your heart, I'm not talking about physical manifestation, but I guarantee you, if you receive it, you believe that you receive when you pray. If you receive it, the manifestation, if you want to call it that, will show up. That will show up. But you must first believe that you've received it before you ever see it. It is warm in here. Praise the Lord. Okay. So he who is afraid... Well, fear has, fear shows up in a lot of different ways. Fear shows up in a lot of different ways. People that would never lie, lie because of fear. People that would never cheat. I'm looking at everybody's face now. No. People that would never cheat, cheat because of fear. I don't know if I should be saying this during tax time. Okay, let's see here. He who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love, is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. Let's read a couple other translations. We're only on the first verse. Okay, message translation. There is no room in love for fear. There's no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear. You are voted off the island. Since, listen to this, fear is crippling. Do you know worry is a type of fear? It's a manifestation of fear. Since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death. Well, you could be fear that you would act, in fear that you would actually die, but you know death a better translation of death is actually separation. Fear of death, fear of judgment. Well, don't just think of the judgment of God. Where we live more is fear of others. Well, some people are stuck on the judgment of God if they're pretty religious and don't have much relationship. They don't know him. He, he's not like a got a big old fly swatter or whatever, and like the second that you, like a fly, you know, like if Flynn was a fly, I'm like, he keep moving, he keep moving. Oh, oh smack. Got him. Well, God would have better accuracy than us. Listen, if God was going to hit you with the fly swatter, you'd already be splat. Yeah. <laughs> 
fear of death, fear of judgment, is one not fully formed in love. New Living Translation, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. No longer allowed here, right? You're expelled from school. You're no longer allowed here. If you're afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Passion Translation says, love never brings fear. Love never brings fear. For fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. That's really good. That is a passion translation that I like. Wow. Okay. Uh, it drives far from our hearts. Not your head, but your heart. I did, I'm not criticizing passion translation. It was translated by one person. And so you have a lot more limited uh, view. And uh, there's many, many verses that are pretty good. And there's some verses that I prefer to be translated a different way. So, um, but I'm thankful that the guy did it because it's a, it's, there are many things that actually come out really well. So if you love the Passion Translation like Jeremy does and other people, that's great. Just look up the original. So I can read, I read a lot of translations. When I read the translations, sometimes my spirit's like, that is not right. So then I check up on it and I'm like, you're right, that's not right. That's a prideful statement. Telling the Spirit, well, Holy Spirit, you are right. That's amazing. There's a whole other lesson there. But I'm not going to let you distract me. Sometimes it's your own spirit, the voice of your spirit. Sometimes it's the voice of the Holy Spirit. So... That's a whole nother teaching. Where did I leave off? Passion. Love never brings fear, for fear is always related to punishment, but love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment. Oh, I should finish that has not reached love's perfection. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment. All right, let's just get it over with. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. All right? Hair and everything if you're, if you're hairy. <laughs> let's do something that's kind of painful. We all know you're not perfect and I'm not perfect, so let's just humble ourselves and admit it. We make mistakes. We are not the Christ, thank God. He is the Christ. <sighs> when you act like you're perfect, you don't make any mistakes, man, you got to keep up. That's a lot of work. That's a big facade. That's a big air castle you're building, mostly for yourself. You think other people don't know. They know. 
I'm sorry to tell you, they know. I'm ripping the Band-Aid off. They know. You're the one that's not aware. Well, actually, you're so aware and so fearful of that awareness that you cover it up, dress it up, make it look real pretty so nobody knows. Just like give it up. Jesus is Lord, not you. You can live free. It's not based on you. It's not based on your perfection. It's based on Jesus, his perfection. We look to him. He's the author of faith. He's the finisher of faith. He's the completer of faith. I mean, when you do mess up, when you do fail, what greater declaration that Jesus is Lord and not you? Well, I learned another way that Jesus is Lord. I learned another way that I need to make sure that I keep my life and the weight of these situations thrown over on him and don't pick it back up and don't take it back to myself. Jesus is Lord. That is, that is a statement of complete freedom. Jesus is Lord. last one I want to read is God's word translation it says no fear exists where his love is oh it says more than that but I'll stop there no fear exists where his love is so fear is a lot more than just saying I'm afraid because I, I well, I know for myself sometimes if I just put fear as I'm afraid, then I'm like, I'm not afraid right now. Yet, if I don't walk in the Spirit, it's real easy to be walking in fear and not recognize it. That's a tormenting way to live. Not only that, but it opens you to demonic activity in your life. You give the devil access. He, he, he can't touch you when you operate from who you are in Christ under Jesus' lordship. I mean, you're pretty amazing in your union with Christ. But your union with Christ comes from the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's why it says in Christ, in union with Christ. So no fear exists where his love is. If he gave us Jesus, how will he not freely, no cost to us, give us all things? I mean, that's the ultimate trump card. If he gave us Jesus, so perfect love casts out all fear. How do we know the love of God? For God so loved the world that he gave his one, his only son, that whoever would believe in him, believe on him, would throw the weight of their entire life over on him. Whoever would make an inward choice and an inward decision, I'm giving my life to Jesus Christ. I'm giving my life to God by his son, 
through the door, through the way, Jesus Christ. Whoever, for God so loved the world that whoever believed in him would not perish, but have the life and nature of God, everlasting life. You can be perishing while you're living in the flesh, or you can be feasting on manna from heaven. Feasting on manna from heaven. That's why I'm happy tonight. You know that song? Oh, the windows of heaven are open. You don't know, nobody knows that song? The blessings are flowing today. Is it tonight? No, t- yeah, this afternoon. <laughs> I've got joy, joy, joy in my heart because Jesus made everything right. Something about casting out old, stale manna. I remember the rest of it. Oh. I don't feel that old. <laughs> no fear exists, exists where love is. Are you breathing? Okay, I just want to make sure. Do your parents check up on you to make sure you're breathing? No? Are you, are you breathing? I want to make sure you're breathing. It would be bad if you stopped breathing. Does your girlfriend check to see if you're breathing? Who said yes? <laughs> Causing problems. Over there. (laughs) Well, if you're human and you're alive, breathing is kind of an automatic, unless you have some terminal difficult condition that got you on a breathing machine, you know. But I don't have to check if you're breathing unless you fall out, you know, or something like that. You start turning purple or something. So you don't really check on people to say like, you know, oh, 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 let me text Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> I don't have to text people to find out, Mandolin, are you breathing? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> You're breathing, right? So I've never texted someone, in fact, until now. I just text Jeremy. Are you breathing? (laughs) It's the first time in my entire life that I've texted somebody to say, are you breathing? I think I would never text someone besides an example to say, are you breathing? Because how could they text back if they weren't? If you're alive, you know, if you're breathing, you're alive. So, you know, what do tiggers do? 
Tiggers bounce. They're just like Evie's. Evie has bounced since she was in the womb. She's like, boom, 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 boom. And she still does it. She's bouncing all the time. Bounce, 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 bounce. She gets happy, she bounces. Just like a Tigger. In fact, my parents used to call Evie Tigger. How's Tigger doing? You know, it's a cartoon before Disney was so wise in the world's ways. <laughs> Anyhow. Not in God's ways to notice, but the world's ways. They just need Jesus. So if you're a believer, what do you do? It's as natural as breathing. You believe. A believer believes. So as a believer, your default is not doubt. Your default is to believe. If you're a believer, you believe. And believing God is very powerful. Believing God will change your life. So you are a believer and you believe. So how am I going to finish this in three minutes? So am I getting in fear right now? Zach has helped me preach over there. Yes, you must believe and speak. Yes. Well, if you're a believer, you believe. All right, let's go real quick. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11. 1 Corinthians 11. We're probably going to have to finish this next week. 1 Corinthians 11. Well, it doesn't read the same in 2 Corinthians 11 as 1 Corinthians 11. Verse 29, For he that eats and drinks unworthily, or uh, New King James, I like that better, in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Not discerning the Lord's body. Oh, I have to keep going. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we judge ourselves, we would not be judged. You know, this is the, this is, um, I was just going to say, this is the only place you find in the New Testament where, why Christians are sick. But that's not actually true. I was just reminded. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, let's see here. Paul said, so-and-so I have left at Miletum sick. And then in, right after that, he said, somebody else, Eurestus or something like that. He said, uh, he was near death to supply your lack of service to me in the ministry. In other words, he worked himself too hard in the ministry and it affected his body. So that, that would be the second one. So there's this and that one. 
well, this is the, this is the main place I'd look if I had trouble with uh, sickness and disease right here. Because even that, that dude who was near death because of the uh, working too hard for the ministry, in the ministry. So you're still mortal. You're not immortal. You have to take care of your body, glorify God in your body, bodily exercise profits a little. You got to get rest. You got to get sleep. You got, you got to do those things. You're not going to save the whole world. Jesus already did it. Once again, thank the Lord because he has more mercy than you do. So for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you. What's the cause? Well, he that eats uh, in an unworthy manner uh, eats and drinks uh, judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Well, there's two main areas that, that I'm aware of. I'm sure there's more, but two big, big areas. One is if you don't realize or recognize what happened with the stripes of Jesus on his body, how that affects the believer. Believers do what? Believe. So that means we believe things about the stripes of Jesus, that by his stripes we were healed. So if, if you don't believe that, it's going to affect your health, and maybe you'll die young. Just very practical. Not pleasant, but practical. Well, the other thing is you discern the Lord's body, that his body is one. So, so, you know, like when you are like slamming yourself, if you're a Christian, you're slamming a part of the body of Christ. If you're just like talking yourself down, how dare you talk about a child of God that way? Well, same thing with other people. You, you're not rightly discerning the Lord's body if you're just like regarding you are God's gift to the world. Somehow you need to tell Paul and the Holy Spirit that we are not all members of one body, that you are the only body of Christ. So there's a body with many members, and every member has a function, and every member has a part. And if I don't rightly discern that, I may just be like, you know, well, I mean, I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian for many years. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. I got the power of God on the inside of me. I speak in other tongues. I speak divine mysteries and secrets. I pray out things. I've had some experiences with the Lord. I don't really need other people. That's not what the Bible says. Can the hand say to the foot, I don't need you? Can the eye say to the ear, I don't need you? I mean, you even need your pinky toe to function properly. So if you don't rightly discern the Lord's body, that his body is one. We're talking denominations, okay, anybody that's a believer, but we're talking like brothers and sisters, friends, older people, younger people. Like we're all part of the same body. If you don't really recognize this, then... You're probably going to have some trouble with sickness and disease. Maybe, maybe leave early. And so if I was looking for how to walk in divine health, I would, I would kind of grab hold right here, rightly discerning the Lord's body. I'd rightly discern the Lord's body. There's an anointing on the body of Christ. 
And uh, if you're a member of the body of Christ, that means there's an anointing on who? You. Yeah, there's an anointing on you. And so, you know, if you know the scripture by whose stripes you were healed, 1 Peter 2.24, which is a reflection of Isaiah 53, and you also know Matthew 8.17, which is a reflection of Isaiah 53, himself took our infirmities, bore our sicknesses, you know Isaiah 53, and you know, I didn't know this for many years as a Christian, but if you know, like, healing is part of the work of Jesus Christ, for every, it's the will of God for every individual, and you believe you receive. And you got trouble with sickness and disease, boy, I, I would look right here. Do you know why? Healing belongs to you. Healing doesn't belong to uh, people that aren't Christian. Do you know what I mean when I say that? you'll see actually more miraculous healings with people that aren't Christian. It belongs to them in the fact that Jesus died for all mankind, but they're not part of the family yet. Or they're not back in the good graces of God, however you want to see it. They're not a new creation in Christ. If they die, they're going to go to hell. So you'll find when you minister to people like that, well, you'll see more signs, wonders, and miracles. Because you are a believer and what you do is believe and healing belongs to you and you don't have to have all this other stuff. You can just be like, huh, that's mine. Well, I believe it's mine, so I'll just act like it and you'll walk in it. Is that too thick? You understand what I'm saying? Nobody's choking over it? I'll cut up the steak a little more. Like, so a believer believes. And a believer that has heard the word concerning healing, you can have people pray for you, believe with you, agree with you, lay hands on you. And if the Lord directs you to do it, that's what you better do. Especially if you think you don't need it, but the Lord is leading you to do it. Just humble yourself and realize Jesus is Lord. But this is the reason that there's sickness and disease in the body of Christ. We're not rightly discerning this. But you're a believer. You believe. Your default is to believe. So the problem is the devil will deceive you and make it a lot harder. Like, well, you need somebody to lay hands on you. Oh, you need like a, a, a prayer group of 10 people and all this stuff. And I'm not coming against any of that. All I'm saying is just cut out the fluff and stop for a second and think. Your father is God, who is the source of all health, all healing, all power, all freedom. You're in his family. You're under his protection. It's in the devil's interest to deceive you that you need all these other things. Right. Well, once you know it, you can just receive it. I don't have any more time. We'll have to finish next week. Stand up with me. Praise the Lord. That's kind of a, do you not understand? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, well. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to do uh, communion next week because uh, we ran out of time.
when we, if we become members of his body, then we become members of him who died for us and rose again. Then we are part of the hell-tested, sickness-defeating, sin-cleansing body of Christ. Can we read that again? If we become members of his body, then we become members of him, him who died for us and rose again. Then we are part of the hell-tested, sickness-defeating, sin-cleansing body of Christ. I might add devil-dominating. Simply believe. Get rid of all the clutter, and we just believe. We believe God, and that's exciting. <laughs> Ooh, I get to believe God. It's another opportunity to believe God. Fear has torment. Oh, I'm fearful. This is, I feel a little something come on my body. Uh, man, I don't have time for this. I'm going on vacation. Man, I don't have time for this. I, uh, I, got, I got so much big stuff going on at work right now. I don't have time for this because, you know, I'm, ser- I'm serving at the church. Well, no, you, you never have. When do you have time? Like, you'd be like, uh, devil, this is a good time to make me sick. I just want to yield myself to you right now. Well, no, there's never a good time for sickness or disease. There's never a good time. But you know, you, nobody raise your hand or like say that's me, that's me, that's me. But you, you have a fear like that and you are a believer. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You just feed on the word with the Holy Spirit. He'll help you. He'll feed it to you. He'll make it real to you. I just like, maybe three months ago, I really started taking a lot of medicine, and I like it. Oh, man, this is the best medicine? This medicine, it tastes so good. Sometimes I still don't want to take it because when I, when I go to take it, I have to, like, put my flesh under, and sometimes my mind, most, mostly just my flesh. But my mind will be like, how's that going to help you? Well, I just say, well, because I didn't come up with this. God said in Proverbs 4, verse 20 and 21, my son, attend to my words. Tune in your ear to my sayings. Don't you love his words? Don't you love what he says? There's so many voices right now in the world. There's so many demonic voices thoughts, manifestations, people who are a voice for the devil, but in the midst of the cloud of darkness, you can tune right in and tune out those other voices, tune into God and his word. They are life to those that find them and health to all of their flesh. Hallelujah. So I just get in Proverbs. I just start in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. I'm like, mm, I feel a little something. Hallelujah. I said, oh, no, you don't. No, you don't, sickness. And I say, you know what? I'm going to take some medicine. You can ask my family. I don't know where they all are. 
Every single one of them are not here? Okay. They're all in children's or what? They're all out there? All right. When you see them, I say, hmm, I'm going to take some medicine. And they're like, I said, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. So what I do is in my heart, and I said this, I think, Wednesday, at the end of service as well, this must be real important. Why would I say this multiple times? I'm not just up here performing or doing what I want to do or just haphazardly saying stuff. I am a spiritual authority in the body of Christ. Or I stand in that position is a better way to say it. I stand in that position. It's not about Tim. But I do my best to yield to the Spirit of the Lord. Anyhow, so I just take Proverbs 4, 20 and 21 in the margin it literally says is medicine to all of your flesh. So I say in my head and then make sure it registers on my heart and can come from my heart. I'm going to take some medicine right now. And I think in my head, well, if any doctor and any researcher could come up with a really good medical uh, medicine, medicinal product, and I could take this and like, okay, this would stop every single problem. Well, normally those medicines just take care of symptoms. They don't actually fix a problem. But I think, well, if, if any earthly, if I have ever taken a, a normal medicine, and I have, and if it ever did what it was supposed to do, it didn't always, but sometimes it did. How much more, if God's the one that says this is medicine, how much better is his medicine. It's perfect. It is the perfect medicine for our bodies. He told us this. And so I take it, I stir up that consciousness on the inside of my spirit and I make sure, yeah, this is what I believe. I may still have other thoughts like, how's that going to work or whatever, you know, but now you do it enough that you're like, well, I'm not really concerned about how it works. I think it it just works because he said it. And I've experienced it so many times. And the side effects. Oh, my Lord. Some people like to take certain drugs because of the side effects, but these are better than any of that. I mean, like, talk about being in another world. Wow. So so I just stir up that consciousness, and I say, I'm going to take my medicine now. And then I get out healing scriptures and I start reading them. I can't really get beyond three or four, maybe five healing scriptures. Do you know, I can't see inside my body. But I can drink water and I could say, I'm not full of water. I would like some more water, please. But then once I get full of water, I know I'm full of water. This is really, this will really, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So I take my medicine until I'm full. Like, like I know, oh, that's it. You hit, you hit it. You, you just hit it. And then I go on. But sometimes later the same day, I won't even feel anything in my body. I'll be like, I need another dose of medicine. 
I'll do the same thing. I take the medicine till I'm full. That's a, it's a spiritual fullness. So it's, it's an awareness in the spirit. Like, yeah, that's right. Yep, that, that, you, hit the, you hit it. You got it. And then that word, that medicine, is working in my body. It's doing whatever it needs to do. Driving out sickness, disease, infirmity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here with us, I want to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. God sent his only son to die on the cross and then raised him from the dead so you could be right with God, so you could become a brand new person on the inside, so you could, not, so you could miss hell and go to heaven. There is not much time left on earth for you. Whatever you get from life, whatever you get from your time here on earth, get Jesus. Receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. He'll change your life. You might actually stay in the same job, at the same place, live in the same house, and for a period of time, drive the same car, but there'll be a different man or a different woman in that house, in that job, in that car. What, you, what you're saying, if you pray this prayer with me in just a few seconds, you're saying, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. You're saying, I don't want to live for myself anymore. You're saying, I'm turning the weight of my whole life over to God by giving my life to Jesus. And when you do that, the Bible says that you become a brand new creation, that your spirit, your inward man, the real you is completely changed. Every old thing uh, is gone and every part of your inward being is brand new. That's why you go to heaven. That's why you can fellowship with God because you're brand new. So if you'd like to receive Jesus, just slip up your hand. If you're online, you can slip up your hand online uh, by hitting the raise your hand button. And uh, you can raise your hand at home too if you want, but um, we won't know it. So just uh, anybody, anybody want to do that? Anybody want to come back to the Lord? Uh, you walked away from the Lord. He didn't walk away from you, but you walked away from him. Don't spend another minute away. Just come right back in the name of Jesus. All right, let's pray this prayer together. Say, oh God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son and that he died on the cross to take away my sins and to make me right with you. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord. I turn my whole life over to you. I'm not going to live for myself anymore. You are my Lord. Thank you, Father God, for saving me, healing me. I ask you to fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time,